All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fair Chase Podcast. We're happy that you're here. We're happy that you're ready to start learning. Before we dive into this episode, you know, we got to talk about a few companies that help make this possible and some of the companies that we back personally because we believe in them. Now, first up is HuntWise. There's a lot of mapping software and apps out there, and the best one that we think is is definitely HuntWise. I mean, they've got so many cool features that some of the other ones don't have, especially this HuntCast that we use every single time before we go out in the woods. Our, I mean, our time is precious. we got to know when's the best time to go out. And instead of searching around on all the, the weather sites and checking out all the details, you can go right to the HuntWise app, put it in your location, and you're getting local wind, local predictions based on where your stands actually are, and it helps you actually choose the best stand so you're not wasting any time and you can get right in there and hunt that buck you're after. Go visit HuntWise.com. So James and I have shot different bows from different manufacturers, and we all, every time we shoot them, we always go back to primes the reason is they're just so shootable and we're just so accurate with them they're super stable and they just came out with the new revix 2 4 and 6 is their brand new bow for 2023 hunting season g5prime.com so next up we got vector arrows this is a company that has just blown me away with their ability to help the customer out. Basically, you don't have to go through and, and find your shaft weight and spine strength charts anymore. You don't gotta deal with any of that. Basically, you go to the website, you put in your draw weight, your draw length, your tip weight, and they basically build the perfect arrow for you. No guessing, no questions. And then you can customize them. They got a bunch of different options. You can shoot the HMR or the ZMR. These things are sweet and they seriously are some of the best arrows in the industry. And they've got a zero failure guarantee. So if you break it or bend it, they're gonna replace it. So if you wanna save yourself 10% on that, head over to Vector Custom Shop and use the code TFC10. There's been a lot of hype around tree saddles. Some of you might be hesitant to even try one. These things are awesome. If you ever wanted to try one, Trophy Line Tree Saddles make the best saddles in the industry. They're super comfortable, they're adjustable, and the new Venatic saddle, we were able to get our hands on it a couple months ago and it just seriously blew us away. So if you want to get into the saddle game, go over to trophyline.com. You can save yourself 10%, use the code TFC10, get into the saddle game, it's gonna change the way you hunt. James and I like to go tromp around on public land and one way we're able to do that is to have good footwear. Uh, we used to lug around in, in rubber boots, and by the end of the day, we'd have sore feet, and it'd be, it'd be a mess. But we finally decided to get some good boots and partnered with Lathrop & Sons. These boots are so nice. They fit your foot perfectly. They've got Synergy foot pads that are made to you know, form around your foot. These guys take the time. There's years and years of research and design and how to create the most comfortable boot. Go check out Lathrop & Sons. Last but not least, Vortex Optics. These guys have some of the best glass in the industry. Binoculars, rangefinders, spotter scopes. We love them. We've got it on our rifles. We use their rangefinder all the time. They also make clothing lines every quarter. James and I are practically wearing a piece of Vortex apparel every day. Everything is high quality. They come out with new items usually every quarter. So spring, summer, winter, fall, they've got new lines and new clothing coming out. Check this stuff out. And if you want to save yourself 20%, head over to Vortex.com, head to the apparel page, and save 20% with TFC20. All right, welcome to another episode of the the Fair Chase podcast. I uh, have a, uh, I don't know, I say it every every week and they're all special. Everybody's special in their own way. But Josh is a special guest, uh, a Michigan, fellow Michigander. And actually, you don't live too far down the road. 
Um, no. no. Yeah. So introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is uh, Josh Hilliard. I'm the Whitetail Community Manager over at First Light, and uh, yeah, I live in Michigan. Live uh, on the southeast side of the state, um, but grew up not too far from you, James. Pretty pretty close. I grew up on the west side of the state, so very familiar with where you guys are at. And why'd you move uh, over there? What, what oh, that good enough? Like, what did we do? Nah, uh, well, I you know, you get married and things change, right? <laughs> you end up <laughs> you end up moving where your wife's from, typically. And uh, I I love West Michigan. I'd I'd probably go back there in a heartbeat if if uh, that chance ever arose. But this is where we ended up. She's she's from this area, and and uh, we moved about I don't know, 15, 20 minutes away from. From her hometown so it's still nice to have have family and and grandparents to help with the kids and not be too far from my parents they can they can get here in under two hours so it works out pretty good works out yeah. good so you uh <clears throat> you were west west side you grow you grew up around yep michigan okay yep yep excellent i'm partial but no the east side's great you guys actually have good hunting you know yeah what what county are you in i'm in oh, livingston i'm in livingston okay. county right on the edge of livingston and oakland yeah, there's good there's good hunt deer hunting. There's there. there's a surprising amount of of public land in this area too. Um, you know, it gets it gets hit really hard. Yeah. But there's the least there's the least places to get out from the hustle and bustle where you feel like you know, I can drive five, ten minutes and you know, be out in a bunch of public land and it's you know, not too many people around, especially like, you know, during the week. I'll try to get out and do some hunts during the week and it, it could be pretty quiet if you can get out there on, on certain days. And that's my uh that's been my trick weekday mornings you want to yep. be alone in the woods <laughs> you go on like yeah. a, a tuesday tuesday morning yeah. i you know i uh i never run into anybody um during the week and so that was that's been my you know uh kind of my trick the last especially last year i've got my my work i start kind of around 10 it's it's virtual i work with people yep. on the west more on the west side of the country and um so it, it does make like, you get more time in the morning. Like I get up, yeah. I hunt, I come back, I shower, I go to work. I know I don't exercise as much, but I feel like hunting kind of counts, you know, yeah, for sure. You're, you're getting out there, you're, you're climbing trees, you're setting up stands, you're doing all that hiking. So yeah, I, I think it counts. Yeah. 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 No, you're that's cool. Calories. Um, yeah, Michigan. It's, it's just, it's cr always been crazy to me, you know, how many people we have on from, usually wish michigan wisconsin pennsylvania either they're yeah. from there they live there now or they're you know planning on yep. going back there very rich in hunting traditions in those states that you just mentioned and but yeah it's uh you know michigan especially it seems like everybody you talk to or at least know somebody here that you know grew up hunting or you know it seems like there's a lot of influence from from the michigan area in the, yeah. in the hunting world these days yeah, even I, we had your, uh, you know, I, just like I told you kind of prior to this uh, recording, you know, hunting, uh, this is a hunting story series. Um, we had your, you know, your fellow Michigander buddy, Mark Kenyon on oh, yeah. a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months ago now, um, telling stories, uh, pooping in his stand. So like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you have some, like, you have something to live up to We're, we'll get to that in a minute, but like, <laughs> prior prior to that and you know all the the kind of stories that you might be able to come up with but like what do you what what, what do you do what's your what's your job yeah so so my job um essentially uh, i'm on the so i'm on the marketing team for first light and most of my job revolves around um 
our whitetail protein and kind of be in the conduit from our, you know, from first light to their, to our protein members and making sure they have what they need, um, making sure that, uh, you know, we're communicating different things that are coming down the line, help out with product development and getting gear tested, um, you know, getting photos and, and all that kind of stuff from our protein members. Um, and I also do some some work on our conservation front of, you know, working on some donations and, and philanthropic stuff that we do um, involved on in that side of things as well. So marketing uh, mostly and, and, you know, doing some grassroots stuff, uh, primarily focused on on the whitetail side of things. Yeah, it's been fun to follow, um, you know, as you, over the last, now it's been years now, um, as you guys have kind of leaned into the whitetail stuff, Yeah, you know, being yeah. a Western brand and then just diving like headfirst into all, all things whitetail and coming out with some pretty cool stuff. So it's been, it's been fun to follow. Yeah, it's, it's been really fun, you know, from uh, someone who used the gear to now someone that works there. It's been awesome to see the, the, uh, the commitment to, to the whitetail customer for sure. Yeah. Yep. Guys like us love it. Um, now, I mean, we, we've kind of, you know, like I, I told you ahead of time and like people who listen know, you know, we're, we're very, we love hunting stories. Um, you know, we now when this podcast will come out, it'll be a couple of weeks ago, we had Greg Farrell on and, um, you know, a lot of the, what he talked about and it's something that we hear a lot. It's, uh, like community, right? So like yep. he talked about hunting stories, but he's like, when I think of a hunting story and he's one of the majority of people, um, when he thinks of like hunting, he thinks of all the people he's with. So his buddies, his, you know, cousins, brothers, whatever, yep. you know, um, now when you think of a hunting story, like, is, is that what comes to mind for you too? What, what sticks out? Yeah, I think like, I, I think Greg hit the nail on the head. I mean, so much of, of what you go back and think about, um, is the people that you spend those, those, you know, you have those experiences with and spend time with and, in deer camp or, you know, sitting in a blind together or, you know, driving on a, a trip together with your buddies to, to go do something. I mean, that's, you know, you know, hunting can so often be like, a, especially deer hunting can be such a solitary, you know, pursuit, right? You're sitting up in a tree by yourself, you know, 95% of the time. Um, you know, I, I think there's definitely good things that happen, you know, by yourself in a tree, right? But like, yeah. I feel like those core memories are made when you're, you're hanging out in camp with, with your friends or family or whatever, and, and just kind of having a good time. That's, you know, that's what I always like, when I think about like the deer, the, like the gun opener in Michigan, like I can't wait to go up North. Like it's, it's the deer hunting part of it is secondary, right? Like yeah. you go out there to have a good time, you know, have a beer or two and just like relax and unplug and, and have a good time with friends and family. So like, that's what I think of when, when, you know, when I'm thinking of like November 15th, it's like, all right, I can't wait to That's right. get up north and, and hang out. And it's almost like a, a break from, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the rut, you know, the bow hunting rut, where just like all day sits, just like the monotony of that. It's Intense. Like, right, it's almost yeah. like a break, right? It's like a, it's like a vacation. You're going hunting, but it's almost like a vacation from hunting. If you know what it's, I mean. it's funny. Cause it's like, whenever I think of it, it's like, yep exactly you get like this break from hunting it's when all these old you, know, you guys old and young get together and everybody sits back kind of in their chair like that and they just say you know what the deer are doing right now it's yeah. like and and then they just make up something that yeah. uh, totally yeah. out of like never, never oh, yeah. tied to reality 
no you're doing right now they're they're up they're up up on the ridge you know it's like okay probably not it's always the best to like you maybe have you maybe stay in the cabin a little bit longer and have that extra cup of coffee you're like "Eh, i'm not too worried about yeah fill me up i'll have another cup of coffee yeah they're not moving yet anyways you know what and that is uh that is the classic i hear it's like (laughs) uh you know they aren't moving yet they're they're moving later right now yep. yeah, i'm sure yep. during uh this at the day after <laughs> gun season opens they're moving later you know exactly yeah oh that's great so you haven't pooped in your stand to try and, like, uh, well um not 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 exactly um well that i have not pooped in my blind <laughs> or i don't think i've done it out of the stand either but i have had some interesting uh interesting stories along that front but we'll save those for another uh, day i have uh friends who don't i who hunt on occasion and uh but they give me a hard time. They're like, you poop an inordinate amount of time in the woods. I'm like, dude, I'm out every single morning in the yeah, fall. Like yeah. you have, like, I'm on a strict schedule at some point. Like I just yeah. have to do what I got to do. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hey, when nature calls, you know, it's, and, and nature seems to call me more often than, than others. It seems like, and Sometimes in a, I'm in a good situation. Sometimes I'm in not so good of a situation. <laughs> right. You get like all excited. I have a brother-in-law and I, I might've told this on the podcast before I'll take him out hunting and every single morning we'll get out, we'll park the car. I got all my stuff on my back. You know how it grabbing it out of the truck and making sure your yep. backpack's got all the stuff attached to it and sits yep. down and you got your, your stuff on. You're like, all right, I got this weight. <laughs> I got my bow in hand. He's like, Oh, and they, his family calls me Jimmers. Uh, it's like uh, uh, there's a movie for people who are listening. Uh, the Jimmer. Anyways, oh, yeah. Jimmers. They'll call me Eskenaba in the moonlight. That's the yep. movie. Um, and he'll be like, "Hey, uh, Jimmers, one sec." And then he'll, he'll drop all his stuff and go sit in the bushes. And I'm like, right, right on the side of the road. You know, a school <laughs> bus is gonna come by or yeah. something. Get sent yep. to sent to jail. So, um, no, that, that's awesome. I mean, you're, you're obviously a primarily a whitetail hunter, right? That's, that's yep. the majority of what you do. Yep. Uh, so I, I, and obviously community is important and all this, but like, say you're, you've, you have to think of like, uh, when I say, man, you, what's a, a great hunting story you've lived? Like one that when you think, man, that's a great story. What, what comes to your head that you've been a part of? Yeah, man, I've got a, I've got a couple, like my mind always kind of just generally goes back to like my first year. Um, you know, I, I did not grow up in a hunting family. Um, just not something that my dad did or, or really any of my like close family members. So I, I really didn't grow up hunting. You know, I went out a handful of times in, in high school with, with Mark, um, and with another friend and his dad, mostly during gun season, but, um, I would never have considered myself as like a hunter, you know, right. I, I went out with the, you know, opening day gun season and sat with my friend's dad and, and kind of, he turned me off, turned me loose, like maybe a time or two by myself where he was, you know, within a, within a, you know, decent enough, you know, space of me to kind of keep an eye on me. And I was like <laughs> 17, like 16, 17. So was, <laughs> right. I, I kind of knew what I was, you know, I, I was safe. I knew what, knew what I was doing yeah. for the most part, but again, just kind of like one of those things went out a time or two during high school. Um, but I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I just didn't have anybody to, to continue kind of taking me. Went off to college, um, played baseball through college. It took up all my time, right? Where'd you Spring. go? I uh, started off two years down in a little community college down in Illinois, and then I came back to Grand Valley and, and finished okay. up at Grand Valley State. Okay. Um, so, you know, we had fall ball and then spring. So just like 
it just took up all my time. But... What what position? Sorry to interrupt again. Yeah, what would you no, play? I was an in, I was an infielder. All right. For what like, is that a first, second, third base? Like second base, second base, third base, primarily through a little shortstop oh, nice. when I had right, to. Cool. So that's cool. Um, yeah, uh, that was good times, but yeah, finished that. And then, um, like after, after school, I was like, all right, I, I really need to find something to kind of, you know, I don't know, like if, com- you know, feel like the comp- competitive side of me. I was going to ask that about was that. It, but like, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. something to like, kind of fi- like fulfill like a void. I felt like I, I had going on. It's like, well, I need to, I need to get back into hunting. I, I enjoyed that. Um, I have some time now. I've got a job. I've got some some money, you know, I can, I can get started on that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, uh, Mark Kenyon, uh, who who you were talking about a minute ago, kind of took me under his wing and and we were buddies. We grew up together. So we, uh, you know, kind of, um, got back into, into hunting together and, and, uh, first time, first time I ever went out on my own with Bo where I'm at a a piece of property that he had access on and, and, uh, (laughs) on there, his, I think his dad was there that weekend and then him and we're all spread out and I get up into it, get up into the tree and like, shit, you not within the first hour, I've got it. Like first hour on my own with Bo, I got a deer coming in right to me. Like this little basket rack, like eight pointer. I think he's a nine pointer or like a two and a half, you know, tight little, yeah, yeah. little nine pointer. <laughs> and uh, this thing just walks right to me. I was like, Oh my gosh, this, this hunting stuff is the easiest thing ever. Right. Um, you know, pull back, I shoot him, and I hit forward. And it's just like one of those things is like an experience, right? You just like the the moment got the best of me and I hit forward and I got like zero penetration. Like the whole arrow is like still sticking out. Yeah. Just put it right, put it right in his in his scapula there and just didn't bust through it. And um man, talk about like first hunt, highest to highest to the lowest to lows. We searched, we searched all night for that deer. We went out the next morning, looked for him and nothing. Just like very little like specks of blood is like all we'd find. And right pretty confident that deer was was just fine um but like I, okay it's like i could do this yeah you know, i'll have i'll have my opportunities i'll i'll you know i'll i'll be able to shoot a deer and and kind of do all that stuff and and get some venison for the freezer and it's like all right this is not too bad first time out i can i can do this want the whole rest of the year without any opportunities <laughs> of course <laughs> you no know, it's like i really wanted my first year to be a buck uh, that's just like kind of what what I had in my head and so like passed up opportunities at does now I look back at it as like I should have been shooting every doe I could to, right. to get that experience right. to you know to to you know just kind of learn what I was doing and uh but for some reason I just had this like all right gotta shoot a buck first year so when when all the rest of the season no opportunities um fast forward the next year again hunted quite a bit no opportunities I got geez like this is this is like one of those things never going to happen right? Uh, the following year. So this would have been, so my first year hunting was 2009, 10, something like that. Okay. Might have yeah. been nine. I don't know, but I, I shot okay. my first deer then. So go all the way through my third full season hunting and we're into like December. It's like the end of the year. I was like, nah, this just is not going to happen. I go out on a muzzleloader hunt at, at Mark's place again. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where I just, didn't really have any expectations. I was kind of just beat down from, from three years of like not much happening. And, yeah. and uh, you know, from, from my first hunt, having an opportunity now to like three years later, just like not, not really going my way. And uh, lo and behold, get, get set up. Kind of Mark is walking around to, to his spot. And at this time I was, I was kind of, I was 
carrying around a, like a little handy cam and doing some self-filming. Oh, and, nice. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, giving some stuff to Mark for his wired to hunt stuff and, and, uh, having a good time doing that. And, uh, so I get up in the tree, get all set up, you know how it is like setting up camera gear takes forever wow. yeah. and, uh, turn around, sit down and I don't know, maybe 10 minutes at the most a doe and a little buck come, you know, a doe and like a little eight point two and a half year old buck come walking out of the swamp. I go, Holy cow. And, uh, grab my muzzle loader and, and I, it's like, I, I can remember it, but like the moment, like, I don't remember it. Right. Like I remember them totally. Walking, and then like the next thing I know, like I shoot and, uh, this, the buck bounds off maybe 20 yards and just like expires right before he goes back in the, in the swamp. I was like, Holy cow. Like what happened? I'm like freaking out. I was like, this isn't, this is incredible. This is wild. Like felt like, you know, just again, super high, but also like, all right, I just killed like the first animal. So kind of having some of that, like, yeah, that's remorse, right? Like, Oh my yeah. gosh, what did I do? And, and, uh, it's just like a wild story. Cause like this all happened so fast. Mark was just getting into his tree and getting set up and he's doing like a, he's doing like a quick interview as he's first. Oh, yeah. up yep. And you can hear me shoot in his video. Um, <laughs> he's like, Oh my gosh, I think Josh has shot a deer. So like, I don't even think he ended up hunting that. <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm getting <laughs> down and coming back. But yeah, it was, it was, um, it was just like a, it felt like, a long time coming i know i know a lot of people have probably gone a lot longer you know i hear stories of you know my dad or my grandpa went 20 years before he shot his first <laughs> right. year you know it's like that those kind of stories so like, i know it's like in the grand scheme of things it wasn't a long time but it felt like in the moment it's like all right this is never going to happen you know as, as someone who's just kind of getting into it and not knowing what to expect out, out of the bat I don't know, right off the right off the bat getting an opportunity and then having to wait you know a couple of years to no, yep. my first tag. Um, but yeah, it was an incredible, incredible night, incredible moment. Um, one that, you know, I, I can still, I, I've, I've got the, the skull plate, like in, oh, in yeah. the kids nursery, like up over the crib. And every time I go in there, it's like, takes you right back to that. You no, know, no, right where I was sitting, know exactly what happened. I think it was like December 17th or 18th is right toward, is like maybe one of the last couple days of the muzzleloader season, um, in, in the Southern part of the state. And, uh, man, it was just like, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I, I can't believe that was, you know, 11, 12 years ago, whatever it was right. already, like, just crazy how fast time goes and, and uh, kind of how, how that, how that moment kind of like set off this like uh, significant things in my life that have, have changed like the trajectory of where I, what I'm doing and like, because you I'm jumped at. in with both feet. You were like, yeah, you've yeah. been in deer for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you like, know, and even as a career, like you right. were, and yeah. It is, and it just like totally changed like what I wanted to do. And like, I knew, I knew before that, but like that moment, like solidified the fact like, all right, I'm a hunter. This is what I want to do. This like yeah. feels natural to me. Um, just like, it's something I always felt like I was missing. Yeah. Right. Like had friends that would do it. I, I, I had some family down in Ohio that would do it. Uh, that that hunted and like I always like wanted like I always like lived vicariously through them and like wanting to do the things that they were doing and and all that kind of stuff and just like didn't have those opportunities and that was just like a kind of a culminating event in my life it's like all right kind of just set off something inside of me that changed who I wanted to you know what I wanted to do with my life and I was working a you know a corporate job in the in the finance world that you know I just just graduated school a couple years ago and like 
I was enjoying what I was doing. It was like, I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do forever. So like at that oh, yeah. point, I like, I like, all right, I wanted to do things that would allow me to hunt more and, and, and have like more ability to do some stuff and just try to learn as much as I could, um, you know, over the next, you know, several years. And now I have a quick question about that yeah. because, you know, when we first met, you were at, were you at, were you at, were you at QDMA? Yep. I was at, I was at, at the time QDMA. It's now, now it's national. National. yeah, that was, what I was trying to get in my head. Yep. So you've, so you, you, you say <clears throat> you mentioned wanting to hunt more, right. Yep. And a lot of times yep. I'll talk to people who go to work in the hunting industry and they're like, I, I wanted to hunt more. And yeah. now when it's fall, I hunt less. Like, yeah, that's, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you hunt yeah. more? Um, I'll, I'll say I hunt, well, probably yes. Now, like in, in the role that I'm in, I'm, I'm very fortunate to get to go on some cool trips and do some awesome uh, some, some fun yeah. stuff. And, and a part of that is hunting. Right. Um, I will say I hunt, uh, I hunt less probably at home okay. than, I, than I, than I did in the past. Like I'm on the road quite a bit, which is, which is a blessing and a curse, right? Like I've got two little kids at home. Um, so when I'm, when I'm at home, I, I find myself like feeling guilty if I, you know, sure. run out to run out to, and maybe guilty is the wrong word because I want to spend time with my family. I don't, it, I don't want it to sound like I don't want to do that, but it's like when I'm home, I, I feel this like I need to be home, help the kids get responsibility, off responsibility, general, yeah, exactly. you know, responsibility. You know, I, I, I'm gone for like a week at a time here. Like I think my first year at, at first light, I think I was on the road for like eight weeks, nine weeks out of the out of the fall. <laughs> yeah. Um. At that time, we only had one kid, but it's like that takes a toll on, on, on the family for sure. And, uh, so when I was home, I just tried to be home more and I'd, I'd still get out to hunt a, a bit here and there. Um, mostly like, it was more like afternoons, right? Like, especially like after the time change, you can be home for dinner and, and bedtime, um, still help, help get people out the door in the morning, kids out the door in the morning. And, um, but yeah, I, I think like I'm hunting, I'm hunting more, definitely hunting more, but that is a real thing. Like when I was at, uh, you know, I, I guess, when I was at QDMA or, or NDA, it was kind of our slower time during hunting season because nice, a lot yeah. of our volunteers, a lot of our volunteers wanted to be hunting. They didn't want to be hosting events. They didn't want to be doing a bunch of stuff. There's obviously still events that revolved around hunting. We we hosted like new hunter events and those field to fork type of events that I that I helped put on and, and was at quite a few of and you know different different events revolved around hunting, you know, buck poles and things like that. But yeah, um, you know, kind of the a lot of the the banquets and stuff like that had wrapped for the year um because the volunteers didn't want to be dealing with that stuff during, during hunting <laughs> no season. you're busy yeah 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 no it's good it's funny your first hunt my hunt my first hunt was very similar like i you know i was as a kid i got obsessed with hunting i yeah. growing up obsessed with animals i had like a serious whale phase for whatever reason where i yep. knew all the way like and then it there were what I this guy was pretty nerdy I guess but like big cats so like I knew all the lions tigers everything and then it came to hunting and my couple of my uncles started would would kind of like send me magazines so they'd get like yep. North American whitetail I got subscribed oh, yeah. every year from one of my uncles so I'd get it yep. coming in regularly you know so they'd go out and you know my dad would go he's he hunts he's not like a you know an avid avid hunter but he'll hunt every year um yep so he'd go and I'd wait at home for him. And when he, you know, he'd drive up to the cabin and he's a pastor. So I'd be in the parsonage back, back home. I would 
be sitting out while he was hunting with a stick on a bucket in my backyard just yep. and then when he'd go home and then I'd hear from him and we'd share hunting stories but um my first time out finally you know I was just dying to get out got my bow it's Michigan it's 12 years old you know uh for here at least when I when I was growing up and um I go sit out there and it you know I it's the, the walk now is I'm you could like you are a, a stone throw and a half off a road off yep. a dirt road like you are not and there are you're fairly close to houses like you are not and but I remember as a kid with my bow walking through those dark woods to my stand at 12 freaked out you know yep. Yep. walk out there just took forever I'm saying Psalm 23 out <laughs> loud because I'm terrified I don't I don't know honey but you know what and I, I remember I get up and you know daylight daylight breaks and sure enough like a big doe uh five point and like another small doe they must have been siblings or something come rolling through and 15 yards you know I think even less I think it was like 12 yards but I obviously you know I see the giant doe and I see this little buck and I'm all of course like oh I'm shooting the buck you know yeah, yeah. he comes by and I sent it right over his back like not even <laughs> close like it's like and I remember I didn't even care I'm like I can't wait to get back to tell everybody I just shot yeah. at a buck like yeah. you guys yeah. I'm a pro, you know, yeah. but, but same thing, uh, like you said, for me after that, it took me years to get a bow, a deer with my bow for sure. Yeah. And I had to yep. wait two years before I could even use a rifle. So, yep. uh, it was, it was a long time for me just yeah. to be wandering in the woods. Usually just for a while, man, when I was, especially when I was little, I was just terrified to walk around in the night or, oh, yeah. you know, in the yeah. dark without, and now it's like, I'd go without a flashlight anywhere and it's like, right. whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny those like stick in your head. I can picture that day very vividly, you know, very vividly. Yeah, man, I I know what you mean, and I did. Uh, so I shot that deer with um my first deer with the muzzleloader, and then yeah, it was. I guess maybe it was the next year I I killed my first buck with a bow in Ohio. But man, I've had some I've had some serious learning experiences <laughs> even <laughs> even since then, right? Like it's just like every time you go out, it's a learning experience and and something happens. But I've done my fair share of shooting over their backs or shooting under them. Yeah, so, yeah. I just remember uh, it would come out, and it's like I thought about this for so long. I've read, I've consumed at this point. It was all magazines, but I've consumed so many hunting stories. I would read those magazines from cover to cover. Yeah, watch the videos. And it's like all of a sudden the deer comes out, and I don't know what am I supposed to do right now. Exactly. Like, I there. It's like there are too many options. You know, I just yeah. you know, it's it's like overload. And for a while, yeah. I had that. I'm like, wait, what do what do I do right now? And I think, you know, I'm speaking to um, a lot of new hunters. Uh, I think that's a generally. Like that's a pretty common feeling or thought yep. like, oh, shoot, now there's actually, what do I do now that there's a deer right there? Yep. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been fortunate to get to go on. I've been on several people's kind of uh, first hunt um, as a part of, you know, QDMA's field of fork program. Right. Um, yep. Got to go on like a youth hunt and uh, sit with the, I think he was 12 or 13 and he shot his first deer. I was with a, a gentleman who killed his first turkey um you know as a part of our field to fork program kind of a, a guy who i mentored during the deer during the deer program yeah. the deer season and then uh we we met back up during turkey season and was able to get him on a, but yeah i mean it's like the, the the emotions that happen like even before he pulled the trigger it's just like in that moment of truth man it's it's so hard to like 
keep it together for mm -hmm. for someone who's never done it before and it's like you're doing things like you do things that you're like why did I do that right like, why, like what was I thinking and it's like you weren't thinking you were just like reacting right it's like and your so, adrenaline exactly yeah. so like the more you put yourself in those situations and I'm still trying to do this right like I still get that you know as you know in that moment of truth I, I'm not the best at it right like I, I struggle with some of that stuff and I'm, that's something I still work on to this day and you know I think like part of it's like if I ever lose that like well maybe I'm not doing it for the right reasons right like it's it's a big thing and and to have those you know the adrenaline kind of rush like I never want to lose that but I've also got to figure out a way to better compose myself in in those situations right yeah I remember, even like as a kid I remember thinking I actually think they can hear my heartbeat it's <laughs> yeah. beating so loud it's like I can it's so loud I'm pretty sure my chest is just like the cartoons yeah. you know how they go how it's like there's like times I like that deer can for sure see me shaking my legs yeah. shaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. oh well we're we're coming up on time here, Josh. But I, I appreciate you coming on, sharing some stories, and just just catching up. Um, we always have a good time with you on. Um, but you know, and I like to end this way with with a lot of our guests. But for for people who want to follow the stuff that you're doing um, with the Whitetail yep. community, um, yep. First Light and stuff. How, how can they how can they follow along? Yeah, I mean, I think the best the best way, you know, if you're if you're looking for um, what First Light is all about and what we do and and uh, some of the products we have, I think just you know firstlight.com is where you can find all of our gear um follow follow the the brand on on social media and and see what we're doing there um gosh i probably should know my instagram handle i think it's just josh.hilliard is is my uh instagram um is i don't post a ton of stuff on there but i'm, I'm active from from time to time um but yeah that's that's probably the best way to kind of keep up with i'm with what i'm doing yeah, excellent. Well, we appreciate you coming on. If everybody go check them out, you, you know, you guys are always doing fun stuff. Great stuff to follow. Great. A ton of, a ton of new stuff this year coming out from you yeah. guys, including yep. I think what you're wearing right now. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And so fun, fun, good stuff. Go check them out. Appreciate it, Josh. Uh, thanks for the time. Oh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go on to any kind of social media platform, give us a like, share, subscribe, you know, it really help us out, keeps the train rolling. And if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five Either star. Either way, if, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like review. it, five stars. That'd helps cool. everyone out. We'll see you out there.